Welcome to Parkway Hills United Methodist Church. It's a joy to be in this space with you. Um, I know there are many who are um, rightfully so a little cautious and worried about coming to worship as numbers continue to rise. Um, so we welcome all of our online viewers as well. Um, I will say, if you have um, friends that maybe are a little trepidatious right now about coming, um, our 8.30 service is lower in attendance, and there is plenty of room to space out. Um, so if you have some that maybe you're just like questioning, share with them that there is plenty of room to social distance um, in the 8.30 service if that will make them more comfortable, um, but, but we are all kind of doing whatever, what makes us feel most safe at this time. So I welcome you to this time of worship. Um, I do want to point out a couple things. Sadly, the state of things has caused us to cancel some other things that we have put into place, so I don't have a ton to share. I will remind our leadership team members about the upcoming meeting August 22nd, so go ahead and mark that on your calendars. Our youth will meet tonight for a parent and youth back-to-school meeting, 530 to 7. There will be a meal closing that. Um, if, you don't feel, if you don't feel safe kind of gathering for a meal, um, you can leave at the end of that. But if you want to stay in fellowship, you can. And then they will resume normal youth activities the next week. Just as a reminder, our little update in light of um, the continuing saga that is COVID, um, we've kind of tweaked what we have been saying uh, we were just kind of requesting, but now we are requiring masks for all those 12 and under and all those who work closely or around those 12 and under. That includes in our Sunday school spaces. And we strongly, oh, if you're not fully vaccinated, we require you wear a mask. And regardless of vaccination, vaccination status, um, we strongly encourage you to, to wear a mask um, while we find ourselves in the midst of um, this, this place uh, because of the Delta variant and our low vaccination rate. Um, but we do know that our vaccine is very safe and effective, and there are numerous medical professionals within, the, within our church who, if you're kind of on the fence and need some questions answered, I know they would be happy to talk with you um, and answer any of those questions that you may have. But as always, take time Read through the bulletin, read over that prayer list, pray for those names that we have lifted up, and see how you may be involved within the life of our church. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day.
Good morning. Please take your bulletin and stand together as we enter our, into our time of call to worship as we read responsively. Your response is in the bold print. In the sanctuary, God, the Holy One, whose glory fills the whole earth, calls us. Beside the sea, along ordinary paths, in our daily work, God calls us. We respond with our whole heart, singing God's praise and giving thanks. In steadfast love, God fulfills the divine purposes of our lives. And let us pray together. O oh God, you pour out your spirit of grace and love. Deliver us from cold hearts and wandering thoughts, that with burning zeal and steady minds, we may worship you in spirit and truth. Amen. Please take your hymnals and turn to hymn number 508, and let's sing all verses of faith while trees are still in blossom. Hymn number 508.
Our Old Testament lesson this morning comes from Exodus and Leviticus, excerpts of the story about Moses and Aaron. It was the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, company by company. It was they who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, the same Moses and Aaron. On the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I am speaking to you. But Moses said, in the Lord's presence, since I am a poor speaker, why would Pharaoh listen to me? The Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his land. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. For Aaron's sons, you shall make tunics and sashes and headdresses. You shall make them for their glorious adornment. You shall put them on your brother Aaron and on his sons with him, and shall anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them, so that they may serve me as priests. And the Lord spoke to Aaron, Drink no wine or strong drink, neither you nor your sons, when you enter the tent of meetings, that you may not die. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to distinguish between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean. And you are to teach the people of Israel all the statutes that the Lord has spoken to them through Moses. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. like to invite um, our children to come forward for our children's moment. Maybe. Yes, they are. Good morning. How are y'all? How was your first week? Are you exhausted? No. Yeah, no, you ready, you ready to go back. We, you wasn't? Well, we were at our house. Everybody kept falling asleep really early every night. Mornings are tough on school days. Well, I have got something in this jar I want to share as we think about school starting and going back to school. What's in this jar? Balloons. Balloons. Well, these balloons are going to help us think about something. You know, um, when we're in this space together, we say a lot of words, right? You know what a word is, right? I mean, word's a word, right? All the things we speak are words. We hear a lot of words in this space um, about what it means to be a Christian, about who God is, but we're going to use these balloons to think about words in a different way. Um, so what would you rather hear? When you're at school, um, what makes you feel better? When people say kind words to you or when people say ugly words to you? Yeah, kind words make us feel better, right? So we're going to use a balloon to help us think about that. Let me have to take my, my mask off. So I'm going to blow this balloon up. I hope. 
So we've done pop. So we're going to use this balloon to think about, about words, right? What's in this balloon? What made it get bigger? Air. And air helps, you know, give us life, right? We breathe in air. It gives us life. So we're going to think about that, about that air as giving us life. And we're going to think about our words as that air. So when we say or we hear ugly words or mean words, this is what happens. It's terrible, right? What happens? Let's sit back down. What happens? What happens whenever we speak or hear ugly words? The air goes out, right? We kind of lose. We lose some of that life in us. Oh, it goes all over. Yeah, sometimes our ugly words do go all over, and it's, it's hard to clean up, right? Yeah. Well, no. Well, when I speak, when we speak or hear kind words, it's like the air and the life doing this. Let's try again. Yeah. So when we speak nice and kind words, we get life, right? You have something to say? No, you can leave it right there. We, it, it fills us up with air, right? We, we get life in us. So that's what I want you to remember. I want you to think about this balloon. Think about what happens. Think about what happens, you know, when we speak or hear those ugly words. Terrible. And then, y'all gotta remember that part and think it's funny. And then, whenever we speak or hear, my hair's in the morning, speak or hear kind words, we get life. So I'm gonna read this part to you real quick, and then we'll close in prayer. And you can think about this. Um, this is in the letter to the Ephesians. Paul wrote this to the church to kind of share the same thing about kind words and ugly words. He said, Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. So let's say a prayer. Dear God, we thank you for words. Help us to share kind and loving words. Amen. I'm going to say no because I think parents slash your extended session teachers would be very upset with me if I sent you away with balloons. But maybe after worship, you can come back and get one. How about that? What? What? No. The answer is no. After? <laughs> after worship, yes. So ages three through kindergarten, you can go with the pickles to extended session. And the rest of, yeah, James, uh, Mr. Clayton and Miss Laura Prickle, they're back there. And then the rest of you can go back to your seats. Yeah, you, you can go. But I move over here so you can see our. Am I in front of it? I want to see our dive in. I want to be by the dive in poster. Um, sorry, this sermon does not have like flying things. Um, you you won't be as excited. I apologize. Um, but I am going to talk about 
back to school. Um, for those of us who just went through that week and those who remember, I mean, that back to school week, um, it's busy, it's overwhelming, it's exhausting. So I thought I would start today by sharing a story to help anyone else out there that feels a little exhausted and overwhelmed, just to help you feel a little bit better about maybe how your week went. Uh, so I went to Kroger beginning of last week. Well, I think I went like four times last week, but I went at the beginning because we were out of all the things and I just wasn't prepared for the school lunches and the breakfast and all the stuff that we needed. But I need to set this story up a little before I finish sharing about my Kroger experience. So the key fob on our van has been broken for a while. Um, this is it. I don't even know why I still have it, except I found it in my purse and um, the duct tape really didn't do anything, but this is the key fob. It's been broken for a while, so I can't use it. We don't have another one, so you have to go and manually unlock the door, and then once you unlock that door, unlock the rest of the doors. This is important, a important piece of the story, I promise. So I finished at Kroger, and I walked out to my van. I parked the buggy at the back of the van, you know, because you have to open the door to put the groceries in. But since my key fob was broken, I walked over to the driver's side door to manually put my key in, unlock that door to unlock the other's door. And as I went to grab the handle, there was a face looking back at me, like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, it wasn't my van. <laughs> it was someone else's van. And they were sitting in the van. Um, but luckily, my key fob wasn't working because had it been working, I just would have assumed I had pushed the button and I would have opened the back and just started putting my groceries in someone else's van. Now, in my defense, it's the exact same van I have, except the door handle isn't duct taped, which should, we like duct tape in our family, which should have been my first clue. Um, and it was also on the same aisle, but my van was like three or four spots. I mean, I could still, I could see my van. It's, there's no excuse, but it was three or four spots down. But I share this story, one, to make you feel a little better right now if you aren't exactly killing it right now, because um, I'm not either. But also to say, um, I get it. Everything is a lot right now. Um, so an energetic series inviting all of us to dive in um, well, it may feel a bit daunting or maybe even a little out of touch, as I talked about some last week. I just want to say, yes, um, everything is a lot. But my hope, my hope is these three things. My hope is that this space on Sunday morning, whether you are here in person or you feel safer at home watching online, my hope is that this space over uh, the course of the next two months um, as we go through this, that this space will serve as a place for you to just sit and rest and breathe, um, even if just for an hour. Um, I invite you each week as the prelude plays to just release all the stuff. Um, let it go, again, if even for an hour. My hope is also that over the next two months, as we go through this Dive In series, we are comforted by the stories and scripture of those who also carried a lot, um, and they just found that next faithful step to take. And then my hope is finally that in the midst of all this, we are able to discern a couple of things. Um, how are we being called 
to be church in this season, not to add more to our plates, not to fix all the problems, but how are we being called to be church? And how might I, how might you dive into worship, service, spiritual formation at Parkway Hills in a way that, that gives us joy and meaning, not another box on our to-do list, um, but a way that gives us life, not takes it. Now, I'll admit, as I went through Scripture, um, there's a lot of stories of people being called and diving into faith, so it was really hard to narrow it down to two months. I had way more than I could use, so I decided I wanted to move through Scripture. Instead of jumping around from different places, I wanted to kind of move with the story of the people of God. So we begin with Moses and Aaron. We meet Moses in the second chapter of the second book of the Bible, The story of Moses chronicles that great Exodus event where God hears the cries of God's people and delivers them. The Hebrews come to know God as the God who saves. Moses was born to a Hebrew woman enslaved by the Egyptians. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he begins to get paranoid that there's too many babies being born and those enslaved will rise up and overtake him. So he orders that all of the male babies be killed. But Moses' mother says, not my child. And if you read through the story, you find that with the help of some other women, Moses is hidden, and he ends up being taken into the very house of Pharaoh, raised within the walls of the very one who fears him and his people. Now, to make a long story very, very short, Moses learns about who he is. He ends up having to run away from the only home he has ever known, the home of Pharaoh, and he makes a home in Midian, where God eventually calls him and says, you must go back. Other people are suffering. I've heard their cries, and I will, with your help, rescue them. I will redeem them. Now, this is where we meet Aaron. Moses isn't too sure about all that God has asked him to do. And so in chapter 3, he says, who am I? I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Please send someone else. And God says, what about your brother Aaron? He can speak fluently even now. He's coming out to meet you. You speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be your mouth and with his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. He shall speak for you to the people. And if you read along through the story, this is exactly what happens. Now, I must admit, um, I feel a little bad for Aaron at this point, and I hadn't really thought about it till I sat down this past week and tried to read through Exodus and Leviticus and all the stories that make up Moses and Aaron. Um, so listen again. Listen again to what we read, that David and I read earlier in chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his land. Your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his land. 
So here's Moses, whose name we know, whose story is told, I feel like, at every vacation Bible school, the hero of the story, if you will. And I kind of get the picture after rereading through this, I kind of get the picture that this is how it goes down. Moses and Aaron, they walk up. Moses says, Pharaoh, I have something to tell you. And then kind of steps back and pushes Aaron up and goes, go ahead, Aaron, tell him. Just to put this in perspective, to kind of help you feel the, the weight and intensity of this moment, it would be like any two of us going to the Taliban right now, in the midst of all that's going on in Afghanistan, and saying, I have something to say, and then looking to your friend, pushing them forward and saying, go ahead, tell them. And they're supposed to say, all the people you're hurting right now, you must stop and let them be free to live their lives. I mean, that's the weight that is in this moment. This is a heavy task. And both Moses and Aaron answer it together. Now, if you read through their stories, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in this story. And as much as is in this story, this is what caught my eye as I read through this and thinking of those questions for our Dive In series. Um, this is what stuck with me. The Lord saying, you speak to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. Aaron shall speak for you to the people. Aaron shall speak for you to the people. And Aaron's story, it doesn't stop with Pharaoh. As we heard in the scriptures that David and I shared, Aaron becomes a priest. Aaron continues to speak to the people. And of all the words that Moses and Aaron are called to speak. All the words that Moses and Aaron share, the words that are some of the most well-known, most commonly spoken, words that have become one of, the most well, one of the most famous of benedictions, well, it comes from Numbers 6, verses 22 and 27. So I invite you to hear now, Number six, beginning at verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. We talked a little bit about the book of Numbers a few weeks ago, how it's a book that kind of has three stages, their time at Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, their journey through the wilderness, and then they're waiting, on the, um, waiting in Moab to go across to the promised land. Um, so in this particular place, when this blessing is given um, from God to Moses to Aaron to the people, Israel is leaving Mount Sinai. They're headed into the wilderness for a long, long journey to the promised land. And this blessing is meant to mark that departure. And it's also meant to be used daily along their journey. And the purpose of this blessing and other blessings that we find 
words that are meant to be said daily along the journey? Or are there words lifted to give life and health and well-being? Well wishes for individuals and communities. It was about speaking goodness into someone's life, giving a blessing for someone else to carry with them along the journey. Words we are given that give life, health, well-being, words that speak goodness into our lives. The Lord keep you. The Lord give you shelter. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. May God smile on you. The Lord give you peace. We've talked before about that, that word peace. In Hebrew, it is the word shalom, and it carries so much more than our understanding of peace because um, shalom means so much more than the absence of violence. Um, it means wholeness, completeness, soundness, health, safety, prosperity, all tied up together, and it carries with it this sense of permanence. It's like it's going to be established, and it's going to carry on from here on out. There's so much more with that word. You speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. Aaron shall speak for you to the people. And the words Aaron speaks, words of blessing, words of shalom. So think back to those questions as we began the sermon, using this series to discern two things. How are we being called to be church in this season? Not to add more to our plates, not to fix all the problems, but how are we being called to be church? How might I, how might you dive into worship service and spiritual formation at Parkway Hills in a way that gives us joy and meaning, not just another box on our to-do list, um, but gives us life, um, doesn't take it. I'm not starting with Moses and Aaron um, and lifting them up to say, oh, you are the next one being called to go and speak truth to power. Although if that is where you are and you feel called to do that, um, if that is your task, well, the Lord bless you and keep you. Um, but if that task seems a little too daunting, uh, maybe lean into this. How might we as Aaron and Moses did, how might we speak a blessing? Speak words that give life, health, well-being, words that speak goodness into our lives, um, words that don't just speak shalom, um, but create shalom. I want to share another quick story, just uh, another way to help you think about this. So when I took clinical pastoral education, which is basically an entry-level um, course into chaplaincy, um, we have to do a lot of sharing and uh, writing things, and I said it was like individual therapy and group therapy, all wiped up to one while you're meeting with people in pain. It's terrible, <laughs> but it's a worthwhile journey. Um, but when I took that, we were asked one time to share a story of a good goodbye and a bad goodbye. So I talked about the difference in high school graduation versus college graduation. So you think about that high school graduation. Your senior year is kind of completely led out to be this 
long, good, good goodbye. You have graduation parties, um, you have all these events, you have graduation nights, you have these baccalaureate services at church, you get lots of presents, there's lots of well wishes, and you even have this summer after graduation before you head to college and leave home where you just get to hang out with all of your friends and say all those goodbyes and make those memories. I mean, you are lifted up and celebrated. You're supported and you're carried and you are sent off surrounded by people who have spoken goodness into your life, words that you can carry into college with you or wherever your next journey is. Then there's college graduation. And you don't even really get to graduate with your friends because, as many of you know, college doesn't always, you know, go the same for everybody. Um, people don't move through college at the same, space, same pace. There's not really these big parties. There's not really the presents and the money. Not to mention after college, you just have to be an adult, and that is no fun. But I distinctly remember standing in the parking lot of my apartment, packing my last few things in my truck, um, and my roommate was just about to head to work, and we kind of said goodbye, and I was just standing in the parking lot about to get in the truck going, well... I guess this is it. And driving away. Two very different ways of thinking of moving into that next step. One with words of support and encouragement and well wishes, and one that wasn't bad, just didn't carry the same feeling. So there's a lot, a lot we can take from Moses and Aaron. And if you read through the story, there's a lot of hard places in the Exodus and wilderness story. But today, today would I take um, as part of our call to dive in as a people of faith is that we can be a people who speak words of life, words that others can carry with them along the journey, words that lift up and celebrate support, words that not only speak shalom, but create shalom. May it be so. Amen. As we move into a time of prayer, kind of holding all that we have heard and spoken, um, I do again acknowledge, yeah, everything is a lot right now. So there's a lot that we could speak into this space uh, to lift to God um, there will be space in this prayer for you to lift up those that you hold heavy on your heart and mind, either aloud or silently. Um, but now, let us take all that we have heard and spoken um, and let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. God of compassion, we admit that we are weary. We are impatient. And we are ready to take steps into newness. But we give thanks that time and time again, you meet us in our weariness. You meet us in our impatience. You meet us in our challenges. We ask that you give us discernment 
and wisdom with words. That as we move through this season, not only within the life of our church, but our community and our world, that you help us remember our command to love you, to love neighbor, and to just take that next faithful step. We ask for forgiveness when we speak and lift words that break down, words that hurt and harm, instead of lifting words that build up, that encourage, that speak life. God, you are a faithful God, ever mindful of your covenant. Continually, you invite us to ask gifts of your goodness. So in your steadfast love, we come in this space trusting that you receive our request for the well-being of your church, your world, and your people. Grant your church understanding and discernment to faithfully carry out your mission in the world. Calls us to walk in wisdom concerning your creation, mindfully stewarding its provision for all living creatures. Give those who govern wise and discerning minds that your way of justice and compassion and healing may prevail among the nations. Provide food for the hungry, hope for the despairing, and wisdom for the wandering. For you have redeemed your people. Help us make the most of the time that we have, walking in your ways, filled with your spirit, living out your will. In your steadfast love, let your wisdom uphold those that we remember and hold in love and speak either silently or aloud now in your presence. Angie Williams, Melody Musgrove, Anne Weisenborn, Sarah Watts. students and teachers and administrators. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for our ancestors, the great people you have chosen in all generations who now rest with you. Holy and awesome God, you are the answer to our prayers. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing uh, hymn is number 664, and before you stand up, um, I do want to remind you, um, as we go through this dive-in series, um, we have small group opportunity posters that are around this worship space. Some are still maneuvering and navigating how is the best and safest way for them to meet, but I hope you'll take some time, read through these, and don't just read through them, but pray for these groups as you make your way around the sanctuary. Um, pray for these groups and uh, pray for us as we continue to find ways to gather. And then we have clipboards in the back, a way for you to think about how you might best step up to serve Every church is kind of in a restart phase as they're putting things back in place, and we are no different. So I hope you'll take time, look through that. Don't just find one. Find all the ways you can fill in. Don't not sign because you think I already know you would do it. And don't not sign because you look at, um, I'll give handbells as an example, and you think, oh, well, they, when they meet, I can't meet. If you feel called to do it, write your name down. Um, and again, pray over those groups. And if I'm missing something, either on a clipboard or on the wall, let me know and we will add that as well. So over these next two months, I hope you'll take time to think about and pray about these different ways to be involved in the mission and ministry at Parkway Hills. I mean, as we get people signed up, we'll begin to put, to put things back in place. Um, and a reminder that we are still not passing the offering plate, but our basket is always back there. And I hope you remember us with your tithes and your offerings so that we can continue to be a place within our community um, that speaks words of life, um, that creates and speaks shalom in our midst. But I invite you now, let us stand and sing number 664, sent forth by God's blessing.
invite you, let us join together and speak our benediction one to another. You'll find it in your bulletin. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Let us go forth to love and serve our Lord. Amen. If you're looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you. Amen.